Welcome to the Virtual CFO Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow and innovate your business one step at a time from successful business owners. And here's your host, Brad Turville. Hi there, it's Brad Turville here and welcome to the inaugural episode one of the Virtual CFO podcast. This is something I'm super excited about. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. I am a big listener of podcasts and I felt that it was time for me to really jump in the deep end, get involved and no time is better than the present. So let's get to it. In this episode, because it's the first episode, I just want to introduce um, who I am uh, just quickly and what you can expect from future episodes. So as a virtual CFO, I am immersed in business every day, different types of businesses, learning about the boring accounting stuff that that I love, that I can decipher, that you can add value to your business, but also having access to other businesses, business story, business people. So what's a virtual CFO? What does that mean? So what I found was that a lot of accountants are very reactive. They sit back and they, they have got a wealth of knowledge, but they're very reactive in that they tax returns come to them every single year and that occupies a lot of their time and a lot of their revenue. And that's completely fine. But that's not the slant that I wanted to take. I wanted to be more involved in uh, my clients' businesses. I I wanted to feel like uh, that that I had a, a a vested interest, a financial interest in looking after the the numbers and being able to work with the business owners and managers to be able to convey this important information, you know, in a way that they can understand. It's not just you know accounting mumbo jumbo, or or it just gets pushed aside because you know, we can't afford it or, or we don't understand it or, or maybe maybe don't even understand that, that actually it has got some importance and it should form part of running your business. So there's eight key areas that, that, that I use in working with my client and that's sort of going to be the premise of this podcast in that those eight areas are the areas that, that I focus on. And so when I'm interviewing them and I'm working with a lot of business owners, you know, I'm going to be able to get them on here to address specifically those areas. And the goal of it is that you can take an action item away from, from each podcast and, and implement it into your business. That's what I want you to get out of it. So what are the eight areas? Number one is growth. So what does that mean? Oh, actually, I'll rattle them all off and then come back. Number one is growth. Number two is profit. Number three is cash flow. Number four is tax minimization. Number five is asset protection. Number six is the exit or succession plan. Number seven is financial retirement. And number eight is legacy. So what do they mean just quickly in a bit more detail? Growing your business. Well, what that means is is whatever it means to you. It's your business. So if that means doubling your revenue, so be it. If that means creating the business so you don't have to work in it, okay. Maybe you want to uh, you want a greater sales team. You want a bricks and mortar store, or you want to go from bricks and mortar to online, or you want to do both, or 
maybe you want to implement a another business location in another state. I mean, the options are endless. It's going to come down to you know what you really want for your business. And it's a case of, well, let's look at it now. Where, where is it now? Let's be raw. Let's not sugarcoat it. Where is it right now? And where would you like? To get it to, you know, someone that I'm, uh, I, I'm a part of his community. I listen to his podcasts. Uh, is a guy called James Shramko. Runs a business called Superfast Business, and I'm a part of his Superfast Business community. And he talks about setting the tracks to the destination you want to get to. Then, so setting those train tracks of how you're going to get to that destination. You know, what's going to be the quickest and simplest route to get there? Number two is. Profit, because let's be honest, you know, um, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash flow is king, cash flow being next. Uh, so with your profits, what does that look like um, at the moment? And in most cases, most businesses should and want to increase their profits. Uh, yes, they should increase their profits. And so there's, there's a lot of things that can be implemented there because let's think about the profitability um, usually is a good indicator of the performance of the business, uh, but also when we get to things like the exit and the succession plan, um, that's what future investors or, or, or the buyer of your business are going to be looking at the profitability. Number three is cash flow. Like I said, cash flow is king. doesn't matter whether you're a smaller business, you know, maybe doing a hundred, couple of $100,000 turnover or maybe you're doing twenty dollars or $25 million turnover. Cash flow is always going to be king because let's face it, if you run out of cash, the business is game over. And what a lot of people don't realize or struggle to understand is that cash flow is – your profit doesn't necessarily equal cash flow. You might be making a lot of profit but if you're sending all these invoices and they're not getting paid, well, what's the point? The point is you need to be getting the you, – you're really making your income when the cash is in the bank. So when I work with a lot of my clients and when I take new clients on, one of the first things we look at is their cash flow. And, and there's a lot of the telltale signs they get behind in ATO payments, so lodging basses late. And the only reason they're lodging it late is because they're trying to avoid the commitment, that financial commitment of – what they've got to pay, they get slower on paying their suppliers, maybe they've got credit cards or business loans, they get sloppy on that, they get sloppy on paying employee superannuation and you, and you'll see this in a lot of big businesses, businesses that have been around for a long time, they don't respect their debt and you know they don't look after their cash flow and things like doing things like cash flow forecast to see you know what does my cash flow look like, not just today because you can look at your bank account today, but that's not looking at your cash flow. That's just a static number. You might say, wow, I've got 40 grand in the bank. Awesome. But you've got to pay a 35 grand bass tomorrow that you don't really know about. You've forgotten about. So you wouldn't want to be going out today and spending too much of that cash because tomorrow it's going to be gone. What you need to be focusing on is, okay, well, I've got 40 in there. I've got 35 going out tomorrow. Where's more coming from? Always, what's the next step? And, and there's no finish line. It's just a continual process. So one's growth, three is, two is profit, three is cash flow. Number four is tax minimization. This basically comes down to the premise that we're all going to pay tax and there's no point paying any more than we have to. So how can we put some strategies in place and be be smart, but let's not dodge 
the tax system because they're going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. Um, so put strategies in place so we know how much tax we've got to pay. It's not going to be a surprise and it's not going to be more than we have to. Number five is asset protection. So how protected are your personal assets versus your business assets versus your investing assets? I'll give you an example. What structure do you think is it offers more protection? Uh, Joe Bloggs, who has got his cars and all of his personal assets in his own name, you know, maybe some TVs and cameras, the you know, home and contents. He's got his own house in his own name that he lives in. Um, he's also got an investment property that he owns in his own name, and he's a sole trader, meaning the business is in his own name. Uh, so his personal business and investment assets are all in his own name. Let's compare that uh, to Mary. Mary runs a small business that's in a company structure and her husband, who is a stay-at-home dad, is the shareholder of that business. They also own an investment property in a family trust and they also own their own home that is 100% in the husband's name. How how do, how well do you think those assets are protect, protected versus Joe Bloggs? Well, it's pretty obvious. Now, I'm getting a bit sidetracked here, but you can see the point in that asset protection does come down to, you know, things like simple things like insurances. Insurance is there for a reason. Um, and, and things like contracts from a business perspective, having contracts with your suppliers, with your customers, with your employees, with your business partners. Uh, but also structuring, so things like companies and trusts and super funds. No, we won't get too hung up on that, won't get too boring on it. So let's keep flying through. Uh, number six is the exit or the succession plan. Now, this is something that I find real exciting is the uh, habit number two from Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is start with the end in mind. So if you're just starting a business, if you just got an idea, you might have been in business for 10 years. Let's start looking at the exit because from a baby boomer perspective, they're well and truly already hit 65 and they're now starting to look at how am I going to get out of this? You know, um, They're wanting to spend more time with their partner, more time maybe traveling, maybe they're starting to get, um, you know, their, their health is going downhill or you know, maybe just spending more time with the, the grandkids. These are the sort of things I hear all the time. So they want to get rid of the business. Now, in a lot of cases, the business is their super fund and it's also something that is going to financially contribute to the rest of their life, but it's also something they can then pass down to future generations. So are they looking at selling the business and what's that look like? Is it a strategic sale, a financial sale, or is it more of a succession plan to a a maybe a sibling, maybe a son or daughter, maybe even a grandchild. Maybe maybe it might be to an employee of the business passing down, you know, through the ranks. So what does that look like and what's in place? And you know, what I find a lot of times nothing's in place. They might have a bit of an idea, but what they think they're going to get for it and what actually is going to the marketplace is going to pay them usually differs a lot. Uh, but many things can be done to change those numbers and improve. 
Uh, number seven is financial retirement. So a lot of people, you know, now, especially business owners, you know, maybe they don't want to retire. They love what they're doing and, and you know, they, they can do it forever. This gives you the opportunity and, and it's an area you can look at where wouldn't it be great if you could get yourself to a position where if you wanted to, you could retire financially, meaning I don't have to worry about money anymore. Now, we're not talking about tens of hundreds of millions unless that's what you need to retire, uh, but it's a case where money can now be off the table. And, you know, um, if you were just a, a wage earner out there, then this is what you would sort of call your superannuation. You know, you go and see a financial planner and they'd see how much super you've got and how much you need to retire. This is something similar to that. So, you know, maybe there might be a milestone. Maybe you mightn't want to work, you know, on the tools after you're 40 years old, 45, whatever that number is for you. And if you're not going to be on the tools, well, what are you going to do? Maybe you want more of a, a passive role in your business. Maybe you'd like to sell the businesses and go off and do something else. Um, it's the ability to do what you want. Maybe you want to travel, you know, three months of the year. I know a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs that – that do that and they take their family and and go for three months. Uh, And number eight is legacy. So, you know, there's a little bit more to life than just getting out there and building the business and, and, you know, making huge profits and, you know, selling it to Yahoo or something like that. Um, A lot of us have got areas of our life where we're, we're giving something back, whether it's, you know, to the community, whether there's a certain foundation or, or, Charity, you know, I know for myself, I sit on the board of of the St Bernard's Old Collegians. Now, I, that was my high school, St Bernard's of Essendon, and there's a an association called the Old Old Collegians, which basically means you know it was a private boys' school, and it means you know boys that went to St Bernard's. You know, we're now an association that are that are there to look after you, and we do a, a range of events and fundraising and, and support. And you know, a recent thing we've done, which which I'm excited to be a part of, and is a business breakfast that we have and we bring ex St. Bernard boys in, um, you know, that have excelled in a certain area uh, that can now contribute to, you know, some of the other boys. So that's exciting and that's, you know, something I like to be a part of. And another quick one might be um, uh, an event that's that's coming up soon called Heart Kids, the, the Heart Kids 25th Anniversary Gala. Now, a client and a good friend of mine, David Savelli, uh, he sits on the board of Heart Kids. He is also an ambassador, and it's something that's very close to home um, with him as well. So he's asked me to to take out a corporate table at the event, which I'm which I'm happy to do. So so there's an example, just personally for me, just so you can see, you know, I'm able to give back and. And as much as I love business and, you know, I'm loving sitting here, you know, putting this podcast together and, and literally just before this, I just shot a video. Um, as much as I love, you know, doing what I do and, and, and learning and, and building my businesses, um, you know, it's sometimes good to be grounded and to, to, to sort of think about, well, you know, there's, there, there's other people out there that are at disadvantage or how can I use my skill set, um, you know, to, to, to better 
other other people. So there's the top eight, or you know, I call them the awesome eight areas that I focus on as a virtual CFO. So as we bring business owners on, um, you know, I've got a panel of business owners that are doing amazing things in different areas, whether it's online, offline, uh, whether they're now able to live and work overseas, um, you know, and some of the stories of, of where they've struggled, um, which will, you know, I'll be able to relate to and you'll be able to relate to, um, and how they overcame some of those um, the boundaries as well, um, which you'll then be able to obviously take away and uh, hopefully implement into your own business. So, uh, who am I? You know, why do I have the right to be speaking into your earphones right now, speaking out of your car radio? However, however you're listening to me, and for myself, I've been an accountant for 13 years and my father was an accountant, owned his own practice. My grandfather was an accountant and owned his own practice. So Pop um, started his own practice in the 60s and he said to me, you know, not that long ago when, when we were talking shop about a few things and he said, you know, back in my day, it was pens and paper. That's how he describes it. You know, and I then remember, you know, my dad, um, I remember he started uh, uh, as a partnership in in 1990, and and I didn't start you know really working for him until sort of I finished school and got in the game in 2002. And back then the internet had just started, you know, it was starting to get traction in businesses, and you know I even remember in his business old you know um, Lotus One Two Three, and 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 this was even before Windows, or maybe Windows was just coming out just before it. Um, you'd start up a computer and it'd go to like a command prompt and and he had a dot matrix printer. <laughs> but you know, back then that was that was the technology and now it's leaps and bounds and and and, and my office is paperless and uh, we use a lot of cloud applications. Um, you know, a lot of things like Skype, we specialize in, in using Xero. Um, you know, but the other, you know, um, pretty much ordinary palette uh, of cloud applications for a lot of businesses are uh, things like Dropbox, you know, Google, uh, the Google applications, um, you know, and, and even things like outsourcing, which is is something that I'm passionate about, I love. I want to get some experts in that field on there, um, you know, those that, that run businesses finding outsourcing candidates for you, um, some businesses that have, that have done it themselves, um, you know, really got on the front foot. So, what I've been able to find is I've always been in business. So has Dad, so has Pop, and other members of my family. And then something I've I've always loved, and I'm now in a position where you know, I'd love to give some of that back. And and you know by having you know some amazing clients and friends and colleagues that run some amazing businesses, you know I, I get to you know hear all the stories of the ups and downs, and I'm able to learn from it. But what I want to be able to do is is allow everyone you know, that's listening to this to to also learn it and also have access to, you know, some amazing uh, businesses and some stories and, and some strategies, um, especially now with the, the the new age of running a business. So I, I gave a talk not long ago um, at HIA, which is the, the Housing Industry Association of, of Australia. Um, so yes, a lot of builders were there, and and specifically the the topic for for this workshop was on cloud accounting. And you know, one of the things I said was that um, not many of the the businesses in there were were on things like Zero. And I said, well, if you, if you're not already on it, then you're probably already five years 
behind the technology curve because I'm always looking at, well, what's, what's the next step, you know, um, and, and, and probably a good important part there is, um, you know, communication, things like uh, email, you know, is, is, is a great tool and it's been around for a long time, but we've now got software out there, things like Slack, S-L-A-C-K, which is a communication tool where you can set up various channels and talk to your team, you know, anywhere in the world. Um, and, you know, you can set up documents, you can link, it's got great search facilities. That's, you know, and so that's, that's very much now done away, with, done away with email. If you have something like, you know, let's say Zendesk, Zendesk that supports you know, all your inbound queries from clients and you're using Slack for all your internal communication between your different teams. Well, really, what's coming into your email? So if you're not getting client emails and if you're not getting emails from your employees, well, it's probably just going to be marketing emails or there's going to be maybe some sort of industry you know, um, industry knowledge from some from some newsletters you sign up to. Um, so we can see how that trend now is is very much changing. So there's a lot happening. Uh, what I've got planned for the next uh, few podcasts is I want to get my good mate Dave Savalli on. He's got an amazing story about. Uh, making violins, a traveling circus, working with the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, building amazing sales teams and now creating an amazing product called Mass Persuasion. So I think just based on that story there, um, you know, there, there's a little bit to find out uh, about him and, and definitely a lot of value that he's going to be able to add. Uh, you know, specifically, you know, what I'm going to ask him to offer is is some sales process and tactics that that you can implement into your business straight away and you know that's one thing i find in a lot of businesses is they don't have a sales process or or any sort of training and if they do it's very tacky or outdated or or maybe it's high pressure which um you know which which no one likes so i'm looking forward to getting uh him on i've got some recent announcements announcements from the federal budget that uh, are going to be some tax changes trust me they're not too boring they're going to um you know just give you some knowledge on some uh some of the changes to the budget that that you know are going to affect your business uh, going forward, and you know I'm going to stockpile a few podcasts, but you know I'm also keen to to start to tailor some of the content, some of the interviews um, to the feedback that I get from you, you know, my listeners, because I'm I'm definitely not taking you know you for granted, and um, you know please jump on you know to to my blog go to you know uh, bjtfinancial.com.au forward slash blog that's where every podcast is going to live so if you miss one if you want to read the show notes if you would love to leave a comment i would love you to to jump on there and you know get a bit of banter going um, give me a bit of feedback please jump onto the itunes store and you know give me your review on there and if there's something specific that you'd like, you know, me to to talk about, you know, maybe you might know some great uh, businesses that have an amazing story, or or a business owner that's 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 gone on a, an amazing journey, or um, you know, a specific uh, part of of what I do as a virtual CFO, um, you know, that that maybe we can elaborate a bit on. You know, what I want to be able to do is, is be able to give you this sort of content that if you were to go and see your an accountant, they they would 
they'd send you a, a bill for or or maybe you're not able to get um, access to these sort of, you know, business owners, what's the angle? You know, what I can tell you is if, if, if there's some amazing businesses that – that specifically, you know, my listeners, um, you know, w- want me to uh, go and chase, then um, I'm sure they're, they're businesses that I also want to learn more about. And, you know, let's use the power of this podcast to be able to get them on, ask the hard questions and and really learn from them. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's about as a business owner is continually educating yourself and, and improving. And, you know, what I find is to, to run a better business, you need to be a better business person so it's about that education it's also about sometimes just getting out of your own way so i'd like to thank you for listening to the first episode of the virtual cfo podcast to learn more to to sign up you know to my newsletter to get some awesome content that i put together every week recently started shooting you know more videos um to to add value to you so please go to bjtfinancial.com.au sign up to my newsletter um and please subscribe to this podcast so it's dropped into your little podcast app on your phone um every time a new episode is released so thanks again for listening